0: Out of Austin, Texas, you're listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean.
1: Craig Sawyer has been an elite military and special forces professional for the U.S. government for the majority of his long and storied career. In the last several years, he has taken a different kind of extraordinary risk in order to protect the most defenseless and vulnerable people, women, children, and sometimes men, hostages, in the human trafficking business. These people are taken by force and sold involuntarily into a life of sexual or labor slavery and transactional servitude, mostly in the narcotics business. They are expected to exist, captured, under the radar, Many of these people are killed in the process of enslavement, so often the clock is ticking to save their lives. It is great men and women who serve to help these desperate, trapped people escape. And so we are now rejoined, once again, by Craig Sawyer, back to the Unsanctioned Citizen podcast for our long-form interview to cover more of your recent journey to combat corruption and child tra- trafficking here in Texas. So hello and welcome again, Greg- Craig.
0: Pleasure
1: on that ah, uh, It's a gift. We, we are we are so glad to have you. So uh, we interviewed you before for a brief stint at the How Many More rally and on your important work with Veterans, the numeral four, childrescue.org. Um, the people I sent the documentary were really shocked at the content, to say the least. So um, I want to run this quick clip from the Blaze Media to bring people up to speed Briefly on how close this is in Texas, specifically to Houston, and how dangerous it is to to normal life. Uh, This is approximately three minutes. And then I want to get your reaction to the frame of events since then. People don't realize how easy. First of all, they don't realize how big of a business this is.
0: Children have become a commodity. And they don't realize how easy this is to transact that business. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's dark. It's depressing for me. Being, being an American patriot, going serving in my country, going around the world, 60, 60 countries over the years, yeah. and only to learn from a friend of mine in the CIA that just north of Houston was the hottest epicenter of child sex trafficking in the United States and learn how dark and abusive the crime really is, I, I, I felt like I got kicked in the gut and then mm-hmm. I, got, I got ticked off. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do about this? So my thing was, I need to compromise the enemy's mission. The, the predators, the child traffickers enjoy the top cover of secrecy. And it's a, it's a domestic covert operation. And it's huge, 38 to $50 billion a year. Mm. Selling children in the United States, larger than all pro sports combined. So what does that say about our society? That our news media doesn't cover it, that they keep it quiet and let the crooks have the run of the game board. And I'm like, Mm-mm, I'm going to wreck it. Yeah. And I'm coming and that boy, all hell broke loose when I threw my hat in the ring because I think some people on the other side, uh, begin starting to panic because the Intel guys that look over us on the darknet said, yeah, there was two main entities that really started panicking. And what are we going to do about Craig Sawyer? How are we going to silence his voice? And that's pretty much their response is they, they've tried to silence me. Yeah. That's, that's their counter to what I'm doing and I'm trying to expose the threat rip away their veil of secrecy, top cover, shine the light on it, and so that the American people can see, oh my God, they're hunting our children right here. And it's huge. Yeah. the fastest growing criminal enterprise on earth, so- child sex trafficking, so something's clearly wrong. Yeah. If you have to take a diaper off of a, an infant to rape it, something s- is severely morally and mentally wrong there, and that's a fight all, that's a he'll all die on any day. Yeah. It's, just, it's just the no-go. Our our line, I was at the Alamo the other day and I did a little video from there, but I'm like, man, this is a point from which our forefathers would not retreat Mm -hmm. out of principle. I think the children have to be that way for us all. That's my commitment now. I'm drawing the line in front of the children saying, hey, leave the children alone, man. My gosh. Any species, if you can't take care of your offspring, you're doomed as a species. I mean, that's just science, right? Yeah. Just leave morality and decency out of it. I mean, if survival, you can't shatter and destroy your, your offspring like this. So how we got so far down this diabolical road is kind of a long story, but we try to tell a lot of it in our documentary, contraland mm-hmm. And um, it's all about empowering the people so we can we can all unite, lock arms together and, and stand up. For a a cause, it seems like such a no-brainer.
1: Yeah, and folks go to veterans4, the number 4, childrescue.com. Org. Org. I always do that. Dot org. Dot org, people. Okay, so uh, that was your interview with The Blaze. So how have things changed since you did that interview? In light of what's going on at the border right now, we're we're staring down the barrel of Thursday. Just it seems that the the, Biden suddenly woke up and sent troops, National Guard, to to put down razor wire in front of the border, and um, you know I'm just wanting to get your reaction. Uh, You know this is what you've been doing a while now. What do you think is going to happen?
0: Well, what we see happening is as soon as Joe Biden got into office, um, he abandoned the border. He, obviously, there was a, 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 commun- a communique sent out because people came running and flooding uh, the border. And uh, he changed the mission of the Border Patrol and others. The Border Patrol now have been reduced to that they're all on the same political uh, viewpoint they believe in global marxism and in that model there is no united states there is no free and independent uh, united states that's a constitutional republic so they have to Institutions have been infiltrated But if we go back and listen to Russian KGB defector Yuri Bezmenov's lectures on ideological Subversion, the manner by Which they uh, Have practiced And trained and are executing Changing our Perspective here in the United States You'll see that they've done it And if you go and you read The 45 communist goals Of overthrowing the United States Without firing a single shot that was read before Congress back in 1963. We knew their game plan and we failed to listen to it adequately on the whole. Mm -hmm. And now they've done it. And some of those 45 goals are things like demonize our founding fathers, um, attack the nuclear family unit, um, demonize patriotism, break down faith and, and Christ. There's just... What they really did—they knew they couldn't beat us with tanks and guns, so they went after our culture. What were the aspects of our culture that made us so strong? That made us the most powerful nation on earth with the boldest freedom and uh, experiment, freedom and liberty ever uh, accomplished. How are they going to break that down? Well, they—they would infiltrate it from the inside, break down the culture, and cause our our people to no longer appreciate or even understand the liberty that we have and therefore next generations would give it up without a fight willingly and that's what they're doing so now we see our youth they're completely lost they don't know what bathroom to use they don't know what to call each other there's all this stuff that was fed to them Mm -hmm. as a deliberate campaign to spin their minds around to cause them to be ineffective at defending what they have and it is being taken from all of us right now. So this cabal of, of, of global criminals have a common aspect of their culture and it's the sickest, darkest thing you'd ever want to see. But the more you, you examine it and the more we run the operations that we we're seeing, it's just a fact that they all prey on children. Okay. And they have this compulsion to harm and rape and sell children, and it's like, what the heck is wrong with you people? And okay. so that's that's their most vulnerable Achilles' heel, if you will. That's their biggest vulnerability, and that's why I'm out to expose
1: it to spare the children and help save our nation. Craig, um, th- th- these these points are instrumental um, because I've been saying I read. Uh, some of my Substack to my viewers, and the conclusion that I'm in right now is that there's a subsection of our government that is being weaponized against the American people. You know, it's like that. There's there's a silent or a cold war within the government, like a civil one. Um, you know, part of part of the operating class, the administrative class, are traditional Americans. You know they're they're the the patriot police and fire uh, profile guys that that go out and and protect and serve every day with the intention of keeping crime from hurting the the most vulnerable and then there is a corrupt class the the ones that are kind of allied with this very this other profile so For many years, people have seen a variety of very, very wealthy public entities like the Vatican and Jeffrey Epstein come in for public prosecution for their roles in child sex abuse and trafficking. So a profile that emerges with a very basic outline for pedophile culture is super wealthy, corrupt, invasive to systems and people of lesser means, and finally, they seem to be psychotic possibly from their own history and cyclical cult sex abuse, some, of, some people actively avoid protected trust fund heirs because some of them are crazy predators. It's just known. And they suspect that the company that they keep has a consistent diet for, well, blood and children. And they may not say that, but the suspicion is there. And so some people don't care, of course, And those are the people that they tend to surround themselves with and the corrupt. So that would include the very complicated world of intelligence and ex-intelligence workers in our government. And former intelligence agents, I would think, are hired by, quote unquote, the wealthy for their unique ability to handle or keep a lid on covert crimes happening in real time, be fixers and to control other people. Outsiders with all forms of coercion. Okay, that wouldn't necessarily work with you. (laughs) So please tell us where the seams started to rip between your current work and the working class intelligence community who regularly debate working for these people once they complete their service to the United States government.
0: Well, I think ultimately it comes to Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I don't care if you look at it through the conventional science or, or quantum physics or from the spiritual realm, it, it's all the same. You've got one set of behaviors that builds up and leads to healing and life. And you've got another set of behaviors that tears down destroys and leads to sickness and death you can measure it and so what we have are people that are oh, this may be a an inadequate analogy for, for this application but it's the one that comes to mind a rock and roll lifestyle hey you know i'm, I'm neck deep and booze, hookers and blow and i'm just gonna party out and burn out and you know i'm just gonna get me i'm gonna get mine And I'm going to use and abuse and I'm going to lust after every, you know, carnal pleasure and just, yeah. "Ah." But why don't you find many old rockers who still subscribe to that? Well, because they live enough life, they gain wisdom through experience of what works and what doesn't work, what leaves them feeling healthy, what leaves them feeling good inside. And then, you know, um, they start changing and adjusting their behavior accordingly. So some of these families, some of these people that that are abusing their authority and they're chasing after the immediate gratification. Hey, I want myself a season of of power and and I'll sell my soul to do it. I don't care what the moral consequences are. I can't see past that, you know, like the three little pigs. You know, I'm not going to build a, a house that that's going to last. I'm just going to live for today. And then they. They get themselves into horrific trouble. So it seems like as wealthy and intelligent as a lot of these global uh, power brokers are, they seem to be utterly foolish um, when it comes to making life decisions as far as moral compass. So what I see are people, no matter what the background, be it intelligence community or, or anything else, some people are just inherently going to choose to do good and give good to humanity. And those are the, the morally strong. Those are the people that are going to help others and make the world a better place. And then you've got the other ones, the predators, the takers. Those are the ones of weak moral character. And they operate out of fear. And they, there's no such thing as enough power or wealth uh, for them. And they, they're just compelled to abuse and take and destroy. And so that's what I'm seeing happen is there's... That's where the two camps are. And you could divide it by party or religion or this or that, but it's really it's the it's the individual choice to serve that which um, is beneficial to others or that which is detrimental to others. It really is just that simple once you once you lay it all out
1: well, that's that's important to say, Craig, because these are these are vastly complicating complicated issues and and for you to simplify them is is helpful it's very helpful so to be candid i've been very critical lately with the foreign intelligence community uh because they seem to already be grooming themselves for work for these this uber wealthy and super villain baby eating sector so i'm gonna pivot here and i'm gonna ask you about the public who um, has a relationship with the intelligence community, uh, but, but their frame is, is mostly what is known as the CIA and, the, and maybe the DNI for things like killing JFK, MKUltra, flooding Compton with crack cocaine, and slow rolling the murder of American journalist, Gary Webb, who broke that story. And then, of course, the very illegal and totalitarian NSA total surveillance complex added by former CIA contractor, Edward Snowden, but, you know, there's also this other layer of agency um, malfeasance known as incompetence. And the CIA just got cited for misreporting sexual misconduct at the agency. The Biden administration used the CIA to mislead the public in order to get elected with this morale letter, um, you know, yeah. containing 50 high, top level CIA, you know, Michael Hayden and so forth and so on. Then, of course, there's Perkins Coey. Laundering the Steel dossier to go after Trump as a Russian asset, which still haunts us to this day. And even though it's it's defamation, using state resources in false light, we're all still kind of underneath it. And uh, so since Biden, we've seen the advent of using taxpayer resources to aggrandize a role of public censorship, which you just complained about, um, illegally from the foreign po- policy sector inward. And and so it goes on and on. And this is the foreign malign influence center for disinformation. And this is the one office to rule them all. There was a there was a scattering of all these like uh, deep state funded NGOs that were, you know, filtering into forty-two universities with packs of, of money to, to to censor the American people for medical disinformation or, or disfavored viewpoints or whatever it is. They just mark them up and send, send it on to the social media companies. And we've been following that here at the unsanctioned citizen for, for many, many weeks since the Twitter files uh, broke. So it seems to say the least that the public is endorsing foreign agencies with policies that actively defeat their interests, you know, in free exercise of speech, assembly, elections, religion, so forth and so on. The public wants more accountability for these agencies, and that's what the weaponization committee is supposed to be for, because of the tremendous illegal latitude that they are given to ruin human life. And so again, you stepped up here to the plate because they were running, some of them were running cover for child predators. And so you became an agency whistleblower, in part due to your association with General Mike Flynn, who came down on the wrong side of the deep state one day, for free exercise thereof, and so please tell us first about why, and then how they sought to make your life problematic, and secondly, what are our rights and responsibilities, our duties, to hold um, rogue acting agencies accountable for misappropriating their power to harm, you know, the interest of the American people.
0: Kind of a long. Yeah. Path. Well, a few things. I, I think. I think. It's important to judge on individual behavior. In other words, it won't do for me to uh, throw you in prison for something a family member did or a group member or something like that. Collective punishment. Individuals have to. Yeah. But that having been said, in any organization, leadership sets the culture. And a true leader will, will make it very clear as to the left and right lateral limits. Here is what, here's an example. Um, we're an ABC organization. Here's what we're about. Here's the mission statement. Here is what I expect uh, and nothing else. And outside of that, here's what I will not accept. If, if you do this, this, or this, you're gone. You're out. We will not tolerate that here. And then back it up and support that, that culture. So with that culture, you can have um, a, a very effective um, morale and, and esprit de corps carrying out that objective. Well, look at some of our, and I, and I join you in being critical now of our uh, some of our federal investigative agencies and uh, intelligence community agencies. I, I, there are so many times that I just have to shake my head and go, what are you people doing? Every one of them swore to support, defend the the Constitution uh, against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and that means the Constitution is protecting the American people. So these—I don't know what it takes. I, I've talked to some very high-ranking legends in our national security pay, uh, space. I'm talking true white hat patriots, and I would ask them like, "How does someone, let's just say, from the CIA?" you know, um, hand over their heart, man, they're swearing in, they're like, okay, right hand on the Bible, yeah, man, I, I'm God, country core, I'm, I'm all about it, I'm going to come in and defend the American people, and then at some point, they end up doing some nefarious something, and I'm like, well, how does that, how does somebody get from starting off to, to, to be a righteous servant of the people, and then end up being some demonic, diabolical uh, traitor? Or unwitting quizlings, and I say unwitting because so many of them seem like they don't have any comprehension of what's going to happen to them, their children, and their children's children when their behavior of ushering in global Marxism, is and that's what it is, and if you don't know that it's global Marxism, then they're really idiots. They're really unwitting, uh, abused cannon fodder quizlings because that's what it is. There's always the sugar frosting up front of it's... Democratic socialism, it's for the little guy. And that's for the naive who have never had any experience and never studied or researched and worked inside of any of these agencies. Um, it's absolute, um, it's like putting a silk handkerchief over someone's face. Here, look, it's Democratic socialism. And it hides the donkey punch of of global Marxism that, you know, throws them in the back of a, the creepy rape van and guerrilla rapes them. That's what, that's what um, global Marxism is. It's, it's uh, absolute tyranny. And so they need a lot of deceit. If you're selling tyranny, boy, you need a lot of deceit. So uh, I just can't understand how people would would turn against everybody they've ever known or loved. And then what they're bringing in is absolutely unthinkable. And so uh, the, the legends that I've talked to said, well, Craig... In some cases, they start off doing a study or a program to compromise the enemy in certain ways, and then a program doesn't work out the way they initially estimated it, and then there are casualties, and they try to cover it up, and then next thing you know, decades later, they're murdering witnesses in uh, attempt to, to continue the cover-up so they don't lose part of their next year's fiscal budget. They never want to admit problem. They always want to, you know, spend all the budget that they have so that they'll get more next year, not less. And they never want to admit major faults because, ooh, that would, that would indicate that, you know, something needed to be fixed. And they're all about their careers and less about the performance and the service to people. So that's kind of, it's a selfish pursuit of personal gratification or status who I get to be a part of a spooky um You know, thing, or I get to, you know, be I was a a wimp or a geek or or a nerd or something, or I was just miserable in my own life. And now I got a badge and a gun or a clearance, and I get to abuse that, you know, and and harm other people and somehow uh, gratify myself and feel good about screwing somebody over. So we've got those kinds of weaklings behind these programs. If you look at all of these traders, I don't care what their rank is. That have been exposed and called out before Congress and interviewed uh, very powerfully in some cases. You see them stuttering and stammering. These are weaklings. These are weaklings. And I don't care what's on their collar device or on their shoulder boards. If they're betraying their people, they are the least and the worst among us. I condemn them. I rebuke them. I'm ashamed of them. And I think we certainly need to start having uh, heavy investigations and trials. Uh, for treason and sedition. And there would be many thousands strung up for it if there should ever be a return to law. But what we're seeing right now is a lawless country. Our borders have been abandoned. Our people have been deceived and lied to. Uh, There's so much going on with the healthcare industry and so many things where we can see now, we can start to measure much more on a wider scale how we've been deliberately lied to orchestrated uh and betrayed again and again so my question is what's what's it going to take for people to grow up and find the moral courage to face the fact that we have been lied to we are getting betrayed we're losing everything and we are going to have to actually stand up and roll our sleeves and be assertive as Voting citizens and start throwing the bums out and making sure that they can't cheat in elections. And we're going to have to demand the proper oversight and not let them uh, submit bills, you know, on Christmas Eve, you know, at closing time on a Friday, or you know, any of the tricks that that they utilize and uh, you know, counting ballots without proper oversight and you know, so many of the things that that we know are wrong. We're going to have to force the issue because. Uh, evil will not yield to mere suggestion. It takes force. And we the people are the only ones that are going to come to our defense. If you look back in Obama's presidency, he purged about 200 flag officers from the U.S. military. Well, why'd he do that? Did the news ever tell us why? I never heard a peep from any of those officers that were fired, relieved of duty under Obama. Well, he's not a commander-in-chief, he's not a military man, so... he's not one to assess their their military service, so what what did he fire all of them for? What was that about? I'll be honest with you right now, I don't know. I suspect it's because those would have been the ones with a strong enough moral courage to stand up and and call BS and throw a flag when they saw an election being stolen and and execute a uh, continuation of government exercise uh, to maintain a legitimate... Uh, government uh, should a silent coup be uh, uh, enacted upon our constitutional republic. So well, there's been a lot of betrayal and a lot of stuff that we've got to uncover. So I'd say, you know, when when I was in the air marshal service, it was a senior SES level executive from the top of the FBI that was put in charge of our field office. And he came in and he started destroying all my best agents' careers. I had 210 agents to manage at the time and it was very upsetting, and he wasn't going after the overweight agents who couldn't pass their PT test or were struggling with their pistol qualifications or or who were abusing their government vehicle or, you know, or not paying their government cards or, or any of that. It wasn't any of the ones with the performance problems. It was the most stellar. It was the ones with special operations background. Who were there early, who stayed late, who brought equipment to help, to Whose intel reports were the most productive and intelligent, my best guys. And so I'm like, what's going on with this guy? Well, um, I ended up having to blow the whistle on him or become uh, complicit, in my opinion. And uh, so I did, with predictable results. All five entities that were um, in place to provide protection for national security whistleblower betrayed me and failed because they were all corrupt. And um, just as one example, Scott Block was the head of Office of Special Counsel. He got sentenced to 10 years in prison for his corruption. Merit systems Protection Board lied to me, shined me on, gave me the, the runaround. No wonder they didn't intervene and help me. They were all found to be corrupt two years after that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Inspector General of ICE back in 2000,
1: Craig, I had to break in about about that. Because that weak class that you were talking about, that that, that corroded, spongy, spineless, you know, will soak up whatever, um, to to kind of give some kind of substance to, to their their deviance, okay? They're the ones who are enabling the World Economic Forum folks with the giant satchels of cash. They are the ones who are being bribed. They're the ones who are being corrupted by, say, Chinese agents. You know, they're accepting the, the woke doctrine. Um, they're saying all the things that they need to say in order to stay lockstep through the funding period. And all of this is very banal, and it's so insulting for the regular you know, go to work, America, to hear this. And I, I think you know, but but it is banal. You know, it is, it is extremely straightforwardly evil for people to say, well, because, you know, I want to make sure that there's continuity of, of funding for our agency and this desk, I'm going to overlook the rape of the entire gymnast team at the Olympics. Yeah, it's pathetic.
0: Yeah, well, these are people that'll take the bribes. Uh, they'll certainly take the promotions and the uh, the uh, the duty, the prestigious duty um, assignments that they're after, and they're just they're not strong enough people on the inside to hold a straight line, and that's why I really get disappointed. And American populace is. lack of ability to judge moral character and they will choose the worst, the most ridiculous losers and vote for them and put them in uh, positions of, of key authority. I'm like, folks, why do you expect that person to act in good faith? That person is a total reprobate. Like what is it? What quality? What whatsoever could you possibly see? And I, I just, I don't understand why the American people don't don't recognize that strength of moral character is the only thing that is going to cause an elected official to act in good faith when nobody's looking
1: I think that you should test them
0: by now they can do whatever they want so we better get smart and start putting people in there with some backbone and integrity who will serve the people in good faith when nobody's looking because we've seen that uh, nobody's looking
1: most of the time well secrecy is the shield and they're going to hide behind it all day long and, 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 and generate more secrecy uh, we've, we've watched them do that for at least 10 years 15 years uh, and they've done it, they've expanded the, the, um, the credentialing and the security uh, credentialing out into the private sector so that you have people at Facebook and Twitter rocking high-level security clearances. They don't need those, but they have them to guard the incompetence and the uh, the moral failure of of people at the agencies who are getting grabby with information they shouldn't have. But they're, they're, I also think that because they are so weak, they're also being coerced at some level. What level, okay, if you were gonna put it on a pie chart, you know how much is stupidity how much is incompetence how much of it is is get, is entrapment by criminal organizations like if you were to put it on a pie chart what would you say you know it, the retention of the, this type of, of uh, miscreant at the agencies you know what what's the, the the quorum
0: man i'd put it at about 40% incompetence and the
1: They
0: never if lose their job. Blow the whistle, it's that you're going to lose your country if you don't. building but the whole wall is gone and they're like we never our beloved nation we never we never thought this would happen
1: craig i I know we're we're running in the last 15 minutes and i am so grateful so grateful beyond measure for for your wisdom here um we're we're at mexico and what i know about mexico is that the cartels are both responsible for agitating Anarcho-communism in the Latin American Northern Northern Triangle displacing huge swaths of people, okay? And then also going to the northern border and profiting from it. So on two forks, they they have caused the problem and are profiting from the problem. And they do generate mass graves, People swinging from freeways in Tijuana and then students who have died and and, and were buried and and they had to go find them. They had to go find missing students, an entire busload of students gone uh, because they ran cross with crosswise with the government's cartel. So these people are surging into South Texas and we saw two events over the weekend. We saw Alan and we saw uh, a young uh, gang banger, same, same gang, uh, plow through a bus stop and kill a ton, or you know, a, a number of, of migrants who had just come over. So what that says to me for somebody who lives here is that these are A, Workers with a labor dispute because they're not getting compensated or they're being flooded with the amount of labor that they can't, you know, they can't compensate for. And it's a labor union like dispute or it's territorial or maybe it's both. But this is the kind of thing that that started happening in Tijuana when these cartels started having, you know, beefing it up together and it moved from Tijuana into El Paso, and now it's mo- moving even further northward into places like Allen and Dallas. So, you know, I want to get your, your thoughts on that. You know, am I shooting up the wrong tree or, or you know, what do
0: you think we, is going to happen? We, we, I think the bottom line is we have to quit looking at this on the collective as a collective as a society with such a naive lens. We we all need to grow up and realize at the very top of the international uh, terrorist organizations, uh, most of the top people in our government right now, um, the the, the Mexican to get the Mexican drug cartels designated as international terrorist organizations which they are, that's how they're serving they are terrorizing our nation and theirs and it's not okay and you're okay alright um, but the, But who just shot it down Joe Biden doesn't want any anything to do with that there's nothing he wants to do with that he's not going to have it, why? it's uh, because He's, he's benefiting from the way that it is, ultimately. He doesn't want it to change. So why is that? Shouldn't there be an investigation? Shouldn't he have to give a legitimate reason why he does not want to safeguard our nation from this? It, it, it's, it's, it's a screaming set of red flags and it's just glossed over because uh, this cabal of crooks has the media on their side and they've got social media covering up any leaks with the follow-up censorship. So the American populace is still largely unwitting to how bad it really is and how badly they're being betrayed and robbed, blind. So um, there, there are people on both sides of the aisle that that benefit from the corrupt status quo the way that it is. There's a lot of money changing hands. There's a lot of contracts for this and that. And so one side is destroying our nation and the other side is happy to let them. And we—it's back to getting people back in positions of power that um, will serve in good faith, and we.
1: I'll tell you what oh, makes that those the drop in ratings after they fired Tucker Carlson, which is also something that happened since the last time we spoke uh that Monday everybody learned after after the weekend that Monday everybody learned that the Tucker was unceremoniously just fired. I mean people walked into the production building that is it is a mark of distrust so so the speculations flew all over the place. And what came out was that BlackRock owns 45 million shares of Fox news. And, uh, they, they put out an ESG score and so that, I mean, they have these tools to sanction and, and, and pull advertising dollars. I mean, they, they had 40% of the ad share. So they systematically bought their way in, in order to control the narrative at Fox news. Now, I mean, obviously they're not the only uh, news outlet for, say, conservatarian, conservative, patriot-style news. But what is troubling is that they they unceremoniously fired Tucker, who was their top talent. And they are bleeding ratings, and they are also bleeding cash because of Dominion. So it was like a one-two punch. And so I think most people are looking at that and going, okay, he was top drawer and they threw him in the garbage, just like you said. Uh, you know, it's, it's the top talent, it's the people who, you know, pay their bills on time and sign, sign all the forms and do their due diligence. Uh, they, they stay in shape for, for the, the rough times and the people who are prepared and ready for, for, for duty, for action. Okay, those people are the ones that get that get cut by the banal, you know, substrate, you know, undermining, you know, class. So that they are the ones who are left. And I just want you to know there's a lot of people who are, are seeing more of this. And because every time people like you speak out and, and confirm essentially our worst notions that, you know, we've got to gut this. We've got to clear it out, um, and we have to to get a better standard for our public service uh, that that we won't make it right. Craig, the American people cannot repay you for your good works, but I know you will be rewarded so handsomely in heaven by the Creator. Thank you for putting the gift of your time with us.
0: Well, it's a pleasure, and uh, that's all I hope for. I just want to be an humble servant and and give as much good as I can with the days that I have, so it, it feels right and uh, that's what makes makes me tick and I do urge other people to uh, uh, consider doing the same if they're not already because I mean that's that's the, what makes the world a better place and I sure do feel better you know I'm attacked every day but I'm, I'm happy because I'm doing the right thing and some things money can't buy you know so
1: yeah God bless you all the same you're flying over the target and that's exactly the right place for you to be <laughs> no place I'd rather be so that wraps our interview with Craig Sawman Sawyer. He's Vets V-E-T S, the numeral four, childrescue.org. And uh, this is a special nonprofit for exposing and eradicating child trafficking in the United States of America. Also, please, uh, you know, special audiences advise. This is not for <clears throat> not for the queasy. Uh, view the ContraLand documentary and uh, you can find it for free on YouTube uh, just look for Contra Land. it's just a shocking documentary about child trafficking in the United States things that you'd never believe would be possible uh, are just happening possibly right in your community right under your nose and uh, it will make your head swivel because you need to understand how dangerous uh, the world is, and how dangerous it is becoming for children, all children. So, um, and protect, protect yours, protect all the kids. Um, you know, we, we tend to feel a little bit helpless in that area because <laughs> we can't be everywhere all at once. But I think knowledge is power, and when you have the type of assistance that that uh, Vets for Child Rescue provides, I think you're going to have an edge. So uh, this has been a special presentation from the Unsanctioned Citizen podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, please join us again soon uh, on Substack Podomatic, callin.com and RSS.com.
0: Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access unsanctioned citizen podcast archives at Substack, Podomatic, iHeartRadio podcasts, and call-in. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com.